Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. This is the Patriots Roundtable, part of the Independence Gang broadcasting family. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got a special treat. One of the neat things about having gone to CPAC in, uh, when was that? That was just last week. Two weeks ago? Five weeks ago? Last, yesterday? I'm more, cons- I'm more <laughs> concerned that you said neat. I said neat? <laughs> Did I actually say neat? You said one of the neat you said, uh, you said one of the neat things. Okay, well, maybe neat. it is neat. Maybe that was a very appropriate word. Sometimes the words are just come out, and they're very appropriate when they come out. So I know like that happens with you a lot. Words just come out, and uh, sometimes they're hey, appropriate, sometimes hey, not. Words are my second language, and yeah. you know that. I do know that. But one of the great things about having gone to CPAC is we met some really, really terrific people, and one of those terrific, terrific people is with us tonight. Um, you may know him as Iggy Normus or Stephen Ignoramus. We just call him. Stephen, and we're happy to have him on the program. We did a short interview. In fact, Britt, how did that start? We were walking along, and you you said something about, hey, uh, excuse me, what cell service do you have? Because I can't stream, and you are. Yeah, it was a, it was a pickup line, and he <laughs> fell for it. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I needed to know what cell service. I have Verizon. I have 5G. And I had one bar LTE, and I couldn't do crap. And he's just walking around, just streaming everything like it was nothing. And uh, it turns out he has cable, but I didn't see a cable running anywhere. Yeah, so yeah, he's using exactly the, spe- works, the Spectrum but... uh, cell phone mobile service, whatever it is. I've I've seen it advertised on my Spectrum cable a lot. I've thought, hmm, interesting. In fact, I talked to him once, Stephen, and apparently they use the same networks as, as Verizon, maybe others as well. I don't know, but you've had some great success with this and with it. And we're not here to sell uh, cell phone products, but uh, you know, you you gave it a pretty high rating when we talked to you. Yeah, they're they've been good to me so far, and uh, so if you guys, you know, you really wooed me with your your pickup lines and wooed. all those you know, wooed. Great intervi- interviewing skills, and it was really neat, you know, like. <laughs> but, but thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really happy to be here. I checked your, I checked out your guys' work and. I don't know. This is pretty cool to be on air with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you. And again, we were excited uh, to interview you and chat with you a little bit about CPAC. Hey, everybody. JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's. And it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab. Or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it. And we appreciate your help. Before we get into your work specifically, because you've done a lot of really, really cool stuff, let's revisit CPAC a little bit. When you go to something like CPAC, what is your intention, objectives? What are you looking to do when you head out on a, on a trip like that? 
Uh, you know, I mean, in a tongue-in-cheek way, I say to cause trouble. Uh, you know, I'm not looking to, uh, you know, really start the trouble myself. When I see the the content and the drama developing, I try to get inside of it. And uh, just people like to see co content, you know, which is anything that's not boring, like cool people, uh, celebrities, interesting outfits, people singing, you know, whatever, like it, people that are internet fans. Anything. Yeah. I mean, train wrecks are good. Look, just look at my life, you know? Uh, and <laughs> so almost whatever. I mean, I, I went down to Orlando not to go to actually AFPAC, which is America first pack, but I, I snuck into CPAC on the first day and then I bought a pass for the second day. And uh, I've covered a lot of events now. So I'm, you know, whether it's a, a protest or a riot or a, a convention or whatever, and I try to just get the drama and I'm, making jokes under my breath and trying to just kind of push the stream along. So it's not really a goal. I mean, I've my lately I've had a lot of criticisms of, of CPAC. So I've been trying to look into, you know, expose the rhinos, expose people that aren't America first. And it just kind of depends on, on the weekend. And, and that was a successful one. So, yeah. so you say you look for interesting things to stream. Obviously you've got a great following that's growing all the time, which indicates that you are providing content that people want to see, but what type of things do you look for? You said people singing weird outfits. I mean, I don't know if you caught yeah. Brit, Brit's outfit a few times. I was like, Oh my God, I got to walk around with this guy. Um, hmm. you know, what did you see yep. specifically at CPAC that fit those types of criteria? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, on the serious side is people that are, you know, saying they're conservatives and saying they're Republicans or um, and when they're not, you know, so it, interlopers or uh, leeches. And that's that's on the serious side. But also there's a lot of young people running around. Uh, and, you know, I'm I am extremely online. I, I stream almost every day. So just people from the Internet that I haven't seen in, in the flesh. But what I'm looking for is, yeah, yeah, e-celebrities. I'm looking for people that. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the, like the, the sex and the smut stuff. So I, if I see some, some hoes running around, I'll probably shame them at some point. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, which is, the, you know, there's a lot of them there, you know? Well, I tell you, I, you know, one of the things that I was not prepared for, uh, and I was actually not prepared for any of it because this was my first time going to CPAC or any event of that size that had a political focus. Britt and I come from uh, our other lifetime. We did a lot of work in the paranormal world. So we did a lot of paranormal events, which in some ways cool. are a lot saner than what we saw at CPAC. But at the same time, we weren't prepared. I mean, the, a lot of the ladies running around in like ball gown, these, you know, these outfits, and I'm not sure what they're there for, what they're trying to do with those outfits. I don't know. Maybe you've got a better sense, Stephen, of what their objective is. Are they are they there with somebody, do you think, and they just want to look good for that person? Or are they looking for something while they're there? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know specifically who you're talking about, but like ball gowns, I mean, it's better than the alternative, which is straight up like girls with OnlyFans accounts trying to <laughs> meet ba baby daddy and like, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see, if it's a dress that's below the ankle and like a, above the collar, a lot of you know people showing collarbone, showing knee, even those are a little too risque for me. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's just the, the, the utter situation of, of women in America is a little bleak. So it'd have to be maybe a case by case uh, basis. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're there for, but nothing good, right? Well, there's a lot of them there, and I and you know one of those outfits that I was a little concerned with, with Britt was when he did wear that skirt that was above the knee. I told him he didn't have the legs for it to begin with, let alone the message he was sending. Britt, you still defend mm. that outfit to this day? Hey, I shaved my legs for you that <laughs> night. 
the scratchy with the scratchy dragon claws with the brillo pad uh, oh, rubbing across your head. <laughs> uh, but 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 not wow this this conversation went nowhere where i thought it was gonna go but here we are um i was i was tripping on the people that were the amount of american flag suits and the people dressed up as uncle sam and uh i mean I don't know about you, uh, Stephen, but we talked to them, and woo, they were out there. But I had a lot of fun talking to them. I mean, the crazy about the guy, the more the guy that was singing. Are you talking about the guy that was like he would like freeze and frame and yeah. like point <laughs> and like oh, yeah. sing "God Bless America"? Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He changed. Yeah. He changed yeah. too. And I saw him. I was like, "This outfit's cool," and, you know. And he like looked at me weird. I was like, "I just, I just talked with you three minutes ago." Like. No, you don't yeah, know. He didn't remember. He doesn't remember shit, yeah. I don't think. But but there was yeah. the other there was uh there was like a younger group of kids, like college kids that had the uh I mean full blown Americans uh, red, white, and blue suits and mm. it, all in all, the crazies, the hoes, the up the the rhinos, the America first people, the uh, I mean we go down the list and you, all the adjectives we can use to describe what that eclectic group was. I had a damn good time. And everybody else seemed to have a damn good time. Yeah, um, yeah, I only saw a, one fist fight, um, but but you know, but that was all right. It was outside, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I had a good time, and I can't wait to go back. Yeah, we were saying off air that uh, that the, there's a second one in Dallas uh, in August, and I'm gonna definitely looking to go into that. And next year in Orlando, definitely bringing a posse. I'm gonna have a cameraman. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be more prepared because I want to write some some tough questions. Because I mean, I, I really think that one of the biggest priorities in America is reforming the right wing. Uh, I don't really like the, 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 the conservative Republicans are moving further left in my opinion. And basically everyone's a liberal, you know, 15 years ago, liberal, you know, uh, and a 2005 liberal is not, yeah. And in 20 years, they're going to be a 2020 liberal, which is terrible. It's not conservative at all. It's not traditional. It's not Christian. So that's my main. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be prepared next time. That's that's my point. Gotcha questions, whatever. Yeah, your observation about the drift in the Republican Party towards uh, becoming more liberal is absolutely spot on, and I think a lot of we true and traditional conservatives see that. And you know, one of the things that was actually very reassuring to me, Stephen, when we were at CPAC, is that while many of the people that had the spotlight on them would be people that we would consider falling into that category, these leftward drifting Republicans uh, or conservatives, uh, but there were a lot of people that weren't in the spotlight that I know you got to t talk to. We certainly did a lot of interviews and talked to, which uh, they felt like we do, and they talked like we talk and think. And that was encouraging to me. It seems like the uh, ideas you just articulated aren't exclusive to a few of us. There are a lot of people uh, who truly embrace con uh, conservative values and ideas that want this change. They want to pull the Republican Party because that happens to be the least of all of our evils, although they're not you know, they're not free of evil themselves, but the least of evils back to the right, because that's where they belong. And that's where the nation belongs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, it's going to it's going to come at a tough price. I mean, I, I've been you know, we, we talked about this in my uh, in, when I you guys interviewed me uh, at CPAC. It's that, you know, people have to be willing to ha essentially have their lives ruined and be called things that are not uh, good 
good in the mainstream. Like you have to be willing to be called a racist, to be called a Nazi. And I know it's been going on since before Trump, but you have to be really willing to be called those things by everyone that matters and be able to put it all on the line in order to kind of move the move the ball in the direction that you want. It's it's not fun, but we have to make some ideological, I don't know, like give and take as far as if you want to, like maybe as a hypothetical push a pro-life agenda, you have to be able to be called a white, you have to be able to be called your, a white supremacist or a Holocaust denier, whatever they make up. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you are or aren't those things. It's that if you believe in free speech and you believe in an agenda that places morals first, you have to be able to, like, I don't know, the first cop going through the SWAT team door, you have to be able to take like a bunch of bullets, uh, ideologically speaking. And that's happened to me. And I just think a lot more people need to accept that faith, that fate. And that's uh, in the end, a good thing. Yeah. Follow up here. I'm going to let Britt take it for a minute. But um, do you think the fact that it is has become so common uh, to hear what you just describe this use of oh you're a nazi you're a holocaust denier you're a racist you're a putin a sh shrill or shill uh, all these things shill. yeah i did say shill all these things that they continue to say do you think because it's repeated so often it's losing its effectiveness do you think people are just saying yeah call me what the hell you want it doesn't matter to me yeah, I don't know. Yes and no. I mean, because if it really were losing its effectiveness, then the mainstream would be shrinking and there'd be less people out there using it as currency. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated because I got awake, awoken to this stuff in 2015, 2016 when I was still a liberal. I was getting called that stuff when I was a total liberal Bernie supporter, essentially. And it's uh, they're very good at controlling what the appearance of the mainstream vernacular or zeitgeist, whatever the, you know, the, the mainstream Overton window, they're experts at controlling it. So I think it's getting better, but it doesn't seem like it is, it, it, it is if you pay attention to anything on TV or anything on social, on mainstream social media. So it's complicated, but I, I my bigger answer would be, it doesn't matter. Truth and right and wrong doesn't matter how much you perceive as the ball moving downfield. You just got to keep doing the right thing, keep saying the right thing, and letting the chips fall where they may. Even if you're outnumbered millions to one, that's that's not what right and wrong, what truth and lie is. Like It, it doesn't matter. You should just keep saying and doing the right thing, even if you are completely outnumbered and, and it seems completely bleak at the end of the day. It's it's Yeah, it's just called fighting. It's just called fighting and doing the right thing, and – yeah, like I hope it's getting better, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You just got to keep doing the right thing. You, um, you just said something that was uh, caught my attention. Explain to me how you went from a Bernie supporter to an American first person. How does that well, journey happen? I mean, the quick answer is like the pendulum swung far the other way. But I mean, I was just I lived in D.C. and I wasn't really. I've always been kind of a conspiracy guy, and I've been kind of like a, a you know the one of the the phrases. I knew I liked that I, you. Yeah, one of the phrases that I uh, or the labels that I accept the most is just a truther. I'm about the truth. I've always been into investigating the truth and philosophy. But I lived in D.C. and everyone there is liberal, and also I, I'm a professional musician. So you know, I, I came from. The, if you're in the arts in a city, as you guys know, as filmmakers, that you know most people are liberal, and if you aren't. If you don't have a yep. good head about you, you're going to be a liberal too. And But over time, I mean, I was in D.C. for the night Trump got elected uh, in 2016. 
And it's just people, my, my view got changed by seeing how Trump supporters and people on the right were, were being treated. And then, I, you know, as you mature, you become naturally a little bit more conservative. And then I started live, when I started live streaming in early 2019, I was, I was not, I wasn't a liberal, but I was kind of like a full blown libertarian, uh, which is not like the worst ideology. But over time, I just covered more on the ground stuff, saw how leftists and liberals were behaving towards people and i started just looking into stuff more and over time i just got pushed farther right i mean you know a lot of people like to say that they didn't change the left changed and i i kind of agree with that but also i changed as well where i just realized that the left wing essentially hates god hates america hates the family and hates white people and i'm a lot of those things so you know i just kind of <laughs> real I, it's just that that's why i mean the, this is kind of a a little bit of a joke but it's also it's it's true or i i call it myself i'm right wing so i'm correct wing <laughs> like i'm th this is the correct point of view it's more moral it's it's better it's better for both individuals and the collective and that's where i'm at now i mean i, I hope i don't change and i mean I, if i went farther right than this i'd be some some world war world war two stuff going on uh but you know i'm here where i am and it's good to be here <laughs> when you uh that's awesome yeah uh, oh go ahead go ahead Britt. Uh, i was just gonna ask uh, from so when you were you know a bernie supporter and you had that group of friends to where you are now have you had a complete change out of friends or or have any of them come along with you on that journey <laughs> bro i have maybe one or two friends left from the 30 years before I started streaming. <laughs> I have like no, wow. yeah, almost, yeah, like zero, like zero. I got one or two friends from back in the day when I was raised in Michigan, but not one person from, from uh, D, my DC decade do I still talk to. So, so, so is it, is it, so, so basically DC is a hundred percent left of center. Would that be almost a fair statement to say? I, I would. I mean, there's Beltway conservatives, but they're part of the swamp, man. I mean, like anyone that's right. that's really right wing or says they're conservative, they're on the take from either lobbyist groups or they're in the same rooms and uh, they're so they're either journalists. So I don't know. I would have to speak to them individually. But as I mean, I think 93% of DC voted for Hillary Clinton. And, and that doesn't mean that 7% voted for Trump. I mean, I right. voted for Gary Johnson in, in 2016. Uh, I don't know how many, but I, I would say, you know, uh, statistically zero are true America firsters or true, true uh, conservatives. So then it would be fair to say we could totally snake Bliskin, put a wall around D.C., the greater D.C. area, and just wall it in and just let them die. And we would be better off. Yeah, I mean, and the and certainly we're not calling for violence or anything, but like let them die. I mean, it's like they can't farm, they can't fight, they can't. Uh, what are they going to grow? I mean, what are they going to do? They they can't work with their hands. So they can just lobby uh, taxes in the form of theft, you know, against the American people. So yeah, I mean, the, it's over time. I believe this is actually a good bit of trivia. I think that uh, if you were to leave DC to its own own devices, it actually would sink into the swamp. That's not a that's not a <laughs> hyperbole. I think that it literally is in a bog. So we could just do that. I'm good with that. Just I've, I have said, push it off into the ocean. Let the states yeah. run their stuff, and then 
There we go. Yeah. Back to you, JB. Yeah, Stephen, let's talk a little bit about the genesis of your streaming. Uh, obviously, at one point, you have a political epiphany or an ideological epiphany, you know, and a lot of people go through that. But not everybody decides to take to the streaming world and start to put that life uh, and, and those ideas and the people you meet in, in, in pursuing those ideas on a live stream. What made you do that? Well, I mean, I always like talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of my uh, streaming, my streaming life was me scaling back on the alcohol. I used to be a pretty crazy partier. I mean, I still kind of do, but it, it's it's night and day. Uh, but yeah, no, I always like talking. Me and uh, a couple friends tried to start a podcast in 2018, which which didn't go anywhere. Uh, and I just basically, I've always had a little more stamina and just ability to talk and be truthful for hours. And so I, I've made, you know, I've made more than a thousand videos and maybe three of them have been edited at all. I always just like live streaming, making gaffes, running with it. And I like learning. I mean, my, my show has kind of gone through a few different premises, but it's all always been called the daily ignoramus. And it's always just been a show where I go anywhere from one to six hours covering news stuff and, doing whatever I want. And it's morphed into basically my entire life. And I, you know, I got fired. I'm sure we'll get into January 6th. Uh, and it, it was both out of uh, desire and necessity, basically. It, the first couple of years, I was balancing my DC life with my streaming life. And ever since I got, you know, that side of my life ruined through with the FBI and my job in January 6th, I basically just went in full, full steam. And that was a year ago. And it's, it's just really, God has a plan. God is real. God has a plan. And if you have a good relationship with him, then you're going to go where he takes you. And that's, that's all I can, I hate to say the word blame because we're talking about God, but <laughs> that's basically the, 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 the route. I followed that path as much as I could and it led me to here, but I've made great friends. I made it, I'm leading a great community online. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I and I can't even either. I can't you know, like it's not like I can just hey give me my old life back. Uh, I don't want to, and I can't. So I'm here. It's 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 it to really get the full story. You have to be a regular of my show, and some people in the chat are, and they've seen 500 plus episodes. It's just been one thing after another. Me getting you know I just released a, a rap album or an R and B album the other day. As my music has grown with it, but there's a lot of different angles to it. But it's just I'm a, I'm a professional entertainer. It kind of seems cringe saying that, but I've been that since I was 15 years old, and it's taken me to this show right now. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, you're a music instructor, I know. Um, I, I can't remember, but do you teach in a school as well? Well, uh, no. I mean, I'm trying to start a, a business location right now for group group and one-on-one -on -one classes. But I guess what happened there? I mean, I've been teaching uh, music, you know, five or six different instruments for about uh, eight eight years now, ten years. And I was at a music store slash music school, not like not a public school or anything, or it was a music store in DC until early 2020. Then COVID happened, and then everyone moved online, and then a year after that, January 6th happened and I got fired two days after that. And so now I just teach all online. I do consultations, but also I'm a professional performer. I, I perform weddings. I pr perform at like bar gigs. I'm trying to start a band, but wedding my instructor, no, no, well, I mean, I will sing, but I'm not like a crooner. More, I'm more, <laughs> more of an instrumentalist. Yeah. I've done like solo piano jazz stuff. Uh, I wish uh, hip 
pop to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, a, I'm just a teacher. You know, I have 20 or 30 really good students and I've, I'm, I'm very passionate about solving people. I've always wanted to be, if I, if I could wave a wand and be on TV or something, I'd be kind of, you know, Gordon Ramsay, but with bands and like solve your musical problems, capture content in the process and, you know, grab someone's face and, you know, why are you doing this wrong? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just love teaching, man. It's one of my favorite things to do. One of the things the Independence Gang is doing, and we're doing this uh, most likely with our good friend Matt Couch. We're still trying to put it all together. Uh, but we're going to just start doing some events. And we call them, you know, CPAC was a wonderful event for, for all the reasons we talked about. But it was a pricey event. And if you don't have that kind of budget, yeah. and a lot of families don't, a lot of people don't, uh, you can't go to something like CPAC. You can't afford the hotel room. Orlando's not a cheap city. And the price of admission, I mean, I think the cheapest ticket there, if you're not a student, was like 250 bucks. Maybe it was even more. I'm not sure. So it, it prices a lot of people out of the market who want to come to an event and share these ideas and these thoughts and be around people who are like-minded. So one of the things we're doing, Stephen, is we're putting together uh, some events that we call a little more pedestrian, a very low entry fee, and some great speakers, a lot of uh, what we would consider call influencers or online uh, celebrities uh, doing shows like yours, like ours. And this is a long way to get to the fact that you and I and whoever else we have in our community that are musicians have to form the band for this event that we're going to do and we will entertain uh, at this yeah. event. And Britt will, be, <laughs> Britt will be our front man. Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm no, in, no, man. no. Yeah, I'm in, dude. This sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you do not want me singing. <laughs> well, you, you know what? Uh, uh, John Belushi really didn't want Dan Aykroyd singing in the Blues Brothers either. Either, And if you heard, you hear the Dan Aykroyd parts, you can see why. Uh, but he looked good up there and he filled the role really well. Yeah. So, Britt, we'll find a role for you in that. Um, one of our, uh, actually, he's, a, he's one of our uh, guest panelists who's on the show quite often, JR, in our getter chat, asked about uh, how your, your, Political political transition, your epiphany politically affected your career, and I know you, I know you went through a firing and all that, and and we'll get to that specifically. But with that exception, which is a big one to carve out for a second, how has it affected you? I mean, you're in the artistic world, and as you mentioned before, that is not generally friendly to conservatives. Yeah, I mean, it it, it didn't it, it didn't affect it that much uh, noticeably until January sixth. I mean, in hindsight. I, you know, I, I've always, and I will always have this kind of, in, in a, for lack of a better word, you know, boyish innocence where I just like telling people about what I'm doing. And so I did tell people about my streaming and I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize how far right or, uh, you know, anti PC I was until really January 6th, but I started losing friends and people definitely gave me a lot of side eye, but I didn't know what was going on really during that time. So I would go into work, tell people about my podcast and it's interesting. I mean, they, they were, a lot of them were keeping tabs on me because in this hit piece that came out about me in the daily beast, a lot of my old coworkers, not ratted on me. I was already ratted on, but they were like, Oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's too much to get into. They but were people jealous. Were, yeah, something like that. And it didn't, I, you know, leading up to the early 2021, a lot of the separation happened on my end as far as me separating from them. Cause dude, I just, 
I don't like talking to them that much. Yeah. I don't like talking to leftists that much. It's not an enjoyable time. You're not allowed to make the the kind of jokes that are funny. You're not allowed to do so many things. And the the box kept shrinking as far as allowable opinions and stuff. So a lot of this stuff just happened either organically or just over the course of a, you know a couple of years through one way or, or another. But there wasn't a lot of repercussions. Uh, you know, I'm really blessed that that happened basically on one day and it was a clean break and there was my old life and there was my new life. There wasn't a lot of, uh, I went through a breakup during this time. So that, I guess that was maybe, maybe part of it. We, we, we broke up for like explicitly for Christian biblical values reasons. Uh, and it was pretty clean though, man. I, I, I was, I did what I want for a long time and then it, it culminated in this one experience. And, uh, but to me, it, it was a lot of just me noticing how people were on the left or liberals, for lack of a better word. And I just don't enjoy them that much. I mean, in the Bible, it says to love your enemies, but it doesn't say you need to like them or associate with them. And it just became so ridiculous seeing this overload of DC city art commies o over and over. And and I'm I'm so glad that part of my life's over. Uh, I'm going to let Britt delve into the uh, J6 discussion, but before we go there, I just want to mention that our Getter Chat has alerted me to the fact that the Senate just passed the $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill, which we know in addition to having that $13 billion for uh, Ukraine, which, you know, that's one of the things that people were afraid to vote against, it is packed full of Build Back Better agenda items that weren't able to be passed through Build Back Better. So we're going to have to dissect this bill that was released yesterday, passed last night by the Democrats in the House, and just passed in the Senate. This, uh, this, you know, when I hear things like this, I get very, very discouraged. Go ahead, Britt. You know, I think we should just pack it in. Let's just shut the country down. We're done. I mean, we keep... What, what fucking Republicans signed on to this? Please, somebody in chat, look it up and put the list in the Gitter chat of the Republicans that signed on to this, please. They need to be primaried. They need to be bleep, do bleep, bleep, bleeps that I can't say because I'll get a visit like uh, Stephen had. But they just, we don't have this. What are they? Th let's just, let's just, you know what? I, I'm just, let's just get it on. It's time. I'm done. There's no more. We we can't even. They're not even gonna let us get to 2022, JV. They're gonna they're gonna train wreck all of this. That's what they're doing. They are racing 2022, and they're gonna shove all this stuff through. And then they have. And then what did we play yesterday? The EPA or who was that? Who was that nice smelling articulate black man that Joe Biden? Nominated? He was the EPA administrator. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> With all the regulations, they're 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 just putting the stuff through in regulations that we would never vote for. They are, we're done, we're done. You got all you people who voted for Biden. You killed the fucking country. Congratulations. I hope you're gonna enjoy eating in the ditch with us, because when you're next to me, I'm gonna punch you in the throat, take your supplies, and leave you in the ditch. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I just want to clarify. You, you did this to us. I, I, I don't think I misspoke, but let me clarify. It was a $1.5 trillion omnibus spending package. It was designed to keep the government from shutting down on Friday, which would be tomorrow. I would prefer that they had shut down, but they won't now. It had included 13, I think 13.6 billion for Ukraine. Uh, and there's a whole, obviously, a bunch of stuff tucked in there. A lot of this Build Back Better and Green New Deal agenda. Britt, Talk to Stephen about J6. 
because this is a really fascinating story. Um. Okay. So I, I want to get it. I I want to ask a couple questions because you lived in D.C. and worked in D.C. for ten years, and you and and you're. I mean, you basically call them communists. Most of the people that are there. How? Why are these people so leftist? How are they able to? I mean, the reason that they have the riches that they have is because the country is a capitalist country. But they're communist leftist whack jobs. How did they get there to be just? As a whole city, 98% for Hillary Clinton, which will destroy the country. How do they get there? What, why don't they have any reality base? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, first of all, it's complicated, and people are uh, writing m many books on this as we speak, and the, the history will tell. But uh, I think to answer your question, you got to go way earlier. I mean, it, and, and this is a, a bigger comment on why most of America is more liberal than they should be. I mean, and I'm seeing even people that are America first, I mean, we're all victims of school indoctrination. I mean, it starts at essentially an elementary school and it's a multi-generational thing that's been going on. I mean, I trace a lot of these problems back at least 50 years. I mean, older than most people that are on the internet are alive right now. And, you know, I just think it comes from the set of assumptions that one operates under. Uh, and and I, I think that there's always gonna be an element of the cities are more liberal. Uh, the country is gonna be, the, the countryside is gonna be a little bit more conservative. Maybe uh, a lot of culture and life is getting easier in the working with your hands sort of way. I don't really have a blue collar background, but it seems that people are, the more people are blue collar and are kind of based in working with the ground, working with their hands, the more conservative they'll, they'll be. But, you know, there's tired old points that people have been making for 10 years about there's an echo chamber, I, ideologies reinforce one another, people group together. But I just think that uh, it starts with education. You know, there's the college, people blame it on the colleges, but I think that maybe that was even 20 or 30 years ago where it starts elementary schools, it starts with middle schools, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, participation trophy culture, where your feelings-based culture, where you're being told that there's things that matter more than right and wrong. And as I said before, I, I believe that the right wing is the correct wing and the liberal wing is the left wing is the wrong wing, like literally morally worse, less competent, uh, less in tune with the truth. And I just think you can't have the conversation without talking about three or four generations. So it's parenting, it's uh, education, it's uh, corruption, it's people without a allegiance to their nation, and they group together eventually. And, and all of a sudden, there, there's millions of people that are operating under flawed presuppositions, like, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like Republicans are just racist. Why? Just because they are. And orange man is just bad when we get later in life. Like Donald Trump is a racist. I mean, it's not all about race, but that's one of the easily identifiable things. So it's it's very complicated, but I just think it's it's we've been I think the story was being told prior to 1990, basically. And that's very bleak or hard to hear for a lot of people that just want to blame it on the last five years. But really, you know, Trump was the culmination of a 50 to 60 year, maybe even more. I mean, I have a lot of friends that trace it back to the early 1900s with the, the Federal Reserve 
and even the 19th Amendment with women having the right to vote, uh, all kinds of stuff. So uh, I don't know. It's just very complicated, long story. And, you know, we and, and you know, one of the re- I guess to, to put a end on the story is just it, people's short sightedness and their inability to see beyond their own lifetime is part of it because they just you just want to blame it on whatever's in your lifetime but it goes way further than that i mean yeah i think it goes back to the bible personally so yeah it's but you know truth and lie do not have a right and wrong truth and and lie do not have a time frame there's just those things exist whether it's now or a thousand years ago and it just culminated in this time right now which is pretty nuts to be honest yeah we are living in interesting times and i'm quickly yeah. figuring out that's not a good thing i want to live in boring times please <laughs> can i have boring back okay so so obviously okay so you kind of gave us a nutshell of your story of uh, how you ended up being becoming a, a news streamer and chasing uh chasing the content basically yeah Why gotta go just, okay content so, yeah yeah chasing the content gotta get that content so so obviously you're still living in dc correct me if i'm wrong when j6 happened right you're still living there you're close so no, no, actually, I, I moved away a month and a half before to try to move to Tennessee and buy a place. And I was living with my mom in North Carolina at the time. It was about two months after I moved out. I was living with my mom in North Carolina, and I decided to go back. I went to I, I went to stop the steal uh, December twelfth, twenty twenty, and decided to go back for J six. But it was right this weird time frame when I was just living with my mom out of town, freshly out of DC. Thank God. Uh, but you know, but I drove back for that. Okay. So you drove back for that. I'm assuming you went to the Trump rally, the Trump speech, and then you decided to go over to the Capitol. I mean, how did that work out? What were you you seeing? What were you feeling? Yeah. The, the, okay. This is very interesting because you guys are interviewing me and, uh, the, the way we met is the same way that I, whenever, (laughs) wherever I go, when I'm live streaming, it's dictated by where I can get service and not. So the, <laughs> gotcha. when, I, when I was, when I was yep. at the, I, I, I walked through the Trump rally with a couple other streamers and I mean, call the, the stream was getting dropped like every three seconds. So I just tried to go wherever I would keep signal basically. I mean, and like, so I have two, I have two phones and I stream with one and I take pictures and text people or whatever tweet with the other. And if there's no signal, I'm, I power down the stream and, I just go where it takes me. So I was actually at the backside of the Capitol um, hours before the Trump speech even started. And, and I was there, you know, there were, there was like Christian music being played. There was, and I was there at, at the, I guess you would say, I'm just trying to think of my, the East side. Yeah. The, the West side is the bit is the main side of the Capitol where all the, you know, I don't know what I can say and can't say, but all the, the fed psyop side of it, where the Ashley Babbitt shooting happened. I was on the other side where, and I don't know what the whole, you know, there's there on revolver news is that's one of the websites that tracks all this stuff that they're very good conservatives over there. And they have a whole timeline of the whole thing. And, you know, you can't be everywhere at once, but they've tracked it pretty well. But I was there. I remember listening to the Trump speech, you know, through a, uh, a megaphone on, on the backside where I was. And, uh, but every time I tried to get to the ellipse where Trump was speaking, it was, it was just the stream would get dropped, but I saw Alex Jones. I saw, you know, that whole info wars crew, but you know, I basically left with a couple other people long before that even 
before the Trump speech even happened. I, so I was just kind of the right place at the right time. And I had no idea what was going to happen. Right place, right time or right place, wrong time. It, it was the right place at the right time. Yeah, this is all part of God's <laughs> plan. So I'm, I'm, you know, it, it right. was one of the best things that happened to me, but also it was like the worst three months of my life. It's just funny how this stuff happens, man. Right. So okay. So so you're on the you're on the outside listening to Trump over a, a loudspeaker type of thing, um, because that's where Signal is. Signal dictated where you went, um, and then. What were you? What was going on at that time? Not just you, but just around you, the people. The what was the vibe like? The feeling like the the smells like. I mean, paint some color here. Yeah, I mean, people were just mad, man. I mean, like, I don't know. Can I speak freely about you know not not you non YouTube you safe you stuff? Want. Okay, all right. So we I mean, don't care about like, YouTube. okay, the 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 election was stolen, man, and you have a, a frankly a bunch of super pissed off boomers and Gen Xers that were super mad. I mean, you know, so, you know, and people don't know what to do. I mean, you, you, you're kind of not hamstrung, but you're in a position where, you know, if you get violent or say violent stuff, that's against the law, but you want recourse and you want a vehicle for your voice to be heard and your, you know, political message to be, or needs to be met. I don't know if it's really about that, but it was just a lot of pissed off people. I mean, I do, this is where I divert from a lot of the, a lot of the right wingers where, you know, they, it was, they say it was just a honeypot. It was a fed trap. It was anti infiltrators. And when you're dealing with, a, you know, 500,000 people in a place, I mean, of course there's going to be some feds there. Of course there's going to be some infiltrators. Of course there's going to be all kinds of things, but that's not what I really saw. I mean, I certainly didn't see like an insurrection or an attempt to overthrow the government. What I saw was a bunch of pissed off patriots that were trying to, keep the government i mean they thought they thought and i think they were right that the election was stolen that there's traitors in our midst and people get mad and you know so it's my first it's always that it's complicated but what i saw was just a bunch of pissed off mostly white older patriots that one thing led to another and th that's why some people just say like some right-wingers you know, have told me that I should call it a protest or what I mean, I draw, it was a riot, right? It, it was a riot and <laughs> riots happened. And, but you know, that's to me, the perfect explanation word for what it was. Did it get out of hand? Yes. Did violence happen? Yes. But also violence happened with all kinds of groups and people and people are charged with stuff. Some people aren't. It's strange who was and wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it was a bunch of pissed off. The, the the vast majority was pissed off patriots that had seen riots happen on the other side a year before, half half a year before, and with no, you know, very unfair treatment uh, and a stolen election, man. And I don't know how. Maybe 2016 was stolen. Maybe all of them are stolen. But this one was so blatant that. I don't think we can ignore the level of corruption in uh, in our society. Yeah, I think you're onto and, something there. Yeah, and so it's like to me, it's not it's not about this Fed thing. I mean, what is that? What are you talking about? A hundred people that are Feds? Uh, Two hundred people that are Feds? How many uh, Antifa people? I did see some agitators. I did see some uh, people that looked like they didn't belong. That were trying to rile people up, but it was a negligible number of people. And, I, you know, I'm not going to lie, even though it would benefit me to lie. It would benefit me to say that it was just the FBI, that it was just the 
whatever. It was just Antifa, but I don't think that because I, I have eyes and I'm 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 a truther. So I I think that it, but it certainly wasn't an insurrection. I don't even know what that means. Like, it, you know, people are trying to like, what does that even mean? I don't know. So it was a riot, and it was a historic day in American history. Let me just jump in here quickly. So, I just want to jump in quickly here because uh, I think, Stephen, you hit on a, such a very, very important point, and I don't think this has gotten any discussion, or if it has, it's been very little. The fact that those folks were there and they were angry because they felt like a an election had been stolen from them and from the country, and they thought it was a very dangerous point in the nation's history, which it's proving to have been. But the bigger problem was that no one would listen to, no one would hear them. No one would listen to their concerns. And if they posted something about it on social media, they were shut down, they were banned, they were uh, suspended. If they tried to listen to a talk program like this on YouTube, that channel was shut down, suspended, uh, deplatformed. Nobody was allowed to have the conversation. Had that group of people and I'm speaking in very broad strokes here, but had that group of people felt like they were able to air their grievances, have conversations, and even, yes, debates and arguments about it during the course of the months between the election and J6, do you think it would have been different? Um, I mean, if it just would have been them being heard, I don't know, actually. Maybe that actually would have made it worse. I mean, if you're talking about them being censored, yes, yeah, it like like everything else, it's complicated. Uh, but, you know, the, I think the only thing that would have made it better is if really better is if, if it wasn't so corrupt and there would have been a different outcome. Uh, I don't think that people being heard, I'm not an actually let us be heard guy. I'm about right and wrong, truth and lie. And so, you know, maybe if they would have, you, you know, they, they banned the sitting president of the United States. I mean, obviously that happened, you know, about a week after January 6th. But, and I think that tech censorship is essentially the issue of our time because it's, it, the tech social media thing is the lens through every single other issue is seen through. I mean, you cannot get information out there. I mean, what am I going to go out to the street corner with a, with a pulpit and just tell people stuff? It doesn't work that way anymore. So I don't know. I mean, I just think that the corruption is the only thing, the sin and corruption in the society is the only thing that would have made it actually better. But, but let me, if, let if, me just jump yeah. in here because I want to clarify this from my perspective here. Don't you think, or maybe you don't, that if, if, People were able to express this and talk about it and even invest. I mean, it takes a conversation to, to start an investigation that's real. It mm. takes it takes people coming together and sharing these ideas to be able to get to the truth. You're talking about the truth, which is so important. You know, and we these conversations were not allowed to take place. You had people with anger boiling inside of them that they couldn't release in any other way. They go to an event. They get whipped up because, uh, you know, they're with people who are experiencing the same frustrations and stress, and it becomes what it became. So, again, I go back to this point. Do you think if if maybe the pressure valve was released a little bit and this could have taken the natural course of every other conflict in American history, domestic conflict, where we're able to talk and argue it out and get to the bottom of it by arguing it out? And 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 having the investigations that that accompany those arguments. If we were able mm. to do that, do you think that maybe maybe this would have been different? And I don't need. I'm not, yeah, no, I, I agree. Okay. No, I, 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 it's it, it would be a necessary start. Yes, I mean without the follow through, I I would agree then because you know th that's why open dialogue. It's a great start, but 
it, it depends on what happens after that. So I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I really think I look at it as more of the, the boiling, the, the frog boiling or whatever, or whatever analogy you would use. It's yeah, more this- of a decades and decades thing rather than just this two years in the lead up to that. I mean, Trump was impeached twice before this. Uh, and, and so it's like, it really with history, it depends on where you want to draw the line of like, where are we measuring from? But no, I mean, it would have been a nice, nice start, but I really think that a moment like that was a foregone conclusion. And in order to really get to the bottom of it, you need to have, you need freaking Marty McFly and doc Brown, dude. There's, there's nothing <laughs> that like, and, and if it wasn't January 6th, 2021, it was going to be whenever. So you know, I agree that it would have been nice. I'm pro open dialogue, pro free speech, but it's like this this cultural tidal wave was coming since like basically the eight seventies or eighties. So well, and you, you also know, went, you I, also you know. went through a Trump presidency where not only was he impeached twice, but he was impeached over lies. We had a media that was exactly. just incessantly lying about Trump uh, and 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 what he was and what he wasn't involved in. I mean, it was just constant constant. Uh, And before I hand it back to Britt, I just want to say that Sergeant Peterson in our Foxhole chat says he's proud of you, Stephen. He wants wants to say hello. And Castle Drummer, thank you so much for the gift of the shades. Sergeant Peterson, what's (laughs) up, dude? That's an old fan of my show. Oh my gosh. Hope you're well, man. Yeah, go ahead, Britt. Wow. That's amazing. All right, and then, uh, and then, you know, while we're talking about the socials, uh, you know, if you could smash the heart buttons on Gator, that would be amazing. If you're on Rumble, smash that Rumble button, please. If you're if you're on your phone and you're watching chat, just hit the minus for the chat, hit the Rumble, and then you can go right back into chat, no problem. And uh, where's the other one? Uh, yeah, and then subscribe and all that good stuff too. But yeah, if you could smash those likes, hearts, Rumbles, it helps our videos get visibility. Um, okay, so. I agree with what you guys were just talking about, too, by the way, and, and stuff. I almost said a whatnot. Damn. Um, whatnot! No, I didn't say it. You just said, I almost said A, and you said whatnot. So I have to do it. <sighs> See, Steven, I used to say whatnot all the time to where he literally took my voice and put it on a button, and uh, a stream deck button, whatnot. so that every time I say it to break me of it. What did you just play? Whatnot. Whatnot. Oh, God. <laughs> whatnot! To try and... Did Brian break me of the crutch phrase? Anyway, okay, so, so you're on, you're, you're, you're on the, 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 the whatever side of the Capitol up there. Stuff's going on. People are pissed off. How did that? I mean, I get what was going on. The other side was craziness, and maybe there was some Fed stuff over. And I think there was some Fed stuff there, and it does need to be yeah. investigated because the Fed shouldn't be doing that. Period. But they, they're not allowed to take sides, and they have. Uh, but how, how did you guys get in? How did the doors get open? Was what? The news has said you guys broke in with a Sherman tank, and then other people have said, no, the doors were opened for us. What, what did you see? What, did, what happened? Well, okay. So, you know, to, to speak to this, I have to speak to my previous experience at leftist riots, essentially. And one of the things that I noticed uh, the most on January 6th was some, I'd never seen the right wing use some of the tactics that they did that day. And, it, it, like, one of them, you know, so what happens when there's there's a police line and they have these iron steel barricades or whatever, right? And when they have these barricades, what the front line starts doing, now I have no idea whether this front line was, you know, uh, malicious actors or real people or both or whatever, but they start shaking the barricades and eventually the cops either let them go or and, and they take the barricades and pass them back through the crowd. 
you know, I'm about 20 or 30 feet from this, um, or the cops just give up. This is what happens at every single, I'm not really even speaking to January 6th specifically, but this is what happens at most places. It's this like shaking of the barricades. And what happens is uh, much like a football game, you know, individual wills and in strength of people either goes one way or the other. I mean, it's essentially a battle line. Um, and I saw that happening. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'd love to say that what I saw was just the cops, you know, rolling out the red carpet, but it wasn't, there was a little bit of that, especially once some of those barricades get snatched. And once a line is breached, I mean, we're, like I said, we're essentially describing war or an NFL game where it's like, there's a line. And when something breaches the will to fight, um, gets, you know, tossed aside. And I did see pe cops letting people in, but like, you know, it's, it depends at what point in whatever you're talking about. Cause three seconds later, the situation on the ground changes. And I've seen a lot of videos of cops just letting them in. And, but for the most part, it was just like a standard, you know, uh, struggle with the right way. I mean, when I was at the George Floyd rights, uh, six months before people were chucking bricks at cops and shaking the barricades and you know those leftist soy boys just happen to be a little weaker uh so <laughs> you know like so it wasn't as effective you know but um i i don't you know I, my video footage is out there so if something's on the video that i'm overlooking you know the, the tape will prove me wrong but i just thought of it as you know i eventually you see the barricades getting uh passed back and then you see people saying let's go and that's essentially what happened. And when um, people got into the place, there I did see people breaking windows and things like that. But I don't think I think those were the the infiltrators. I think the people committing the initial property damage and and the initial like assault of police officers, whatever. Those are the people that I think were, in my opinion, were were either antifa or feds or agitators or, or infiltrators, whatever the word is. Uh, but. I didn't see a lot of clean cut stuff, man. I saw a lot of just madness murky. and chaos. And yeah, mur very murky. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I would, again, like I would, it, it would extremely benefit me and my like legal situation, like whatever, my life to just lie about this and say it was all the cops or it was all the leftists or whatever. And I won't say that because that's not what I saw. I, I saw a struggle. I saw men grappling but i didn't see any um hardcore violence or, or when i did i don't think those were honest actors so it was just it was it's a riot man it's crazy all right so basically how they got in is they pushed their way in and that's how you ended up inside the capitol yeah and 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 i was you know pretty i was not in the front lines i mean like like i said earlier i don't i don't try to cause trouble but what i do uh I do go after it. You know, I, when I see something happen, I'm, I'm running in. Cause I mean, in a different life, I would maybe be on the front lines of a war or something like that being a, you know, war documentarian. I mean, I do, it's kind of weird. Cause I make, you know, off color, you know, borderline racist jokes, but I'm also a, uh, a, a true documentarian in that I am going to put the camera on the most compelling thing and look at it and tell the truth about it after, afterwards. So in a way I, I am, I'm a true journalist, uh, but yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of different things, but it, there was not a lot of clear cut stuff. But I mean, really, the 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 psyop side of things was done on the west side. I was on the east side. Right. 
So you're standing at the, on the rotunda looking up at the Capitol and the doors open. What inside your head said, yeah, let's go inside. This is a good what thing. I just explained what what I just explained, man. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever thought that it was a good good thing, but I am I I'm a professional live streamer, and I've it's not the 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 first time I've ran into danger or personal, maybe not personal. I mean, first of all, I did think I was going to get shot. I remember that because I remember in uh, like seven seven months before in the George Floyd thing, as soon as I saw them throwing like assaulting cops, throwing bricks at cops. I remember saying on stream, I was like, damn, they, they should shoot these people, man. And then when I remember kind of going up towards the Capitol, I was like, am I going to get shot right now? I mean, I advocated for this seven months before. Uh, so, but I, I just consider myself to be a, a professional that is doing a job and I knew it was historic and that's all I need to know. That's all I ever need to know is that I'm doing a job. And if, I don't know if I, if something were to happen here, if, if it, like a, a bomb were to go off in my town, I would end this stream right now and go do my job, even though I made a commitment to, to you guys to be on this interview. So I'm just a professional and no, we would a just bad tell one, you to keep streaming I, and go. Yeah, I would just hop on my phone. Exactly. So I don't know. I, <laughs> like that's the way I, I viewed all of this stuff is I'm going to run into the content. I'm going to run into the danger and let the chips fall because that's my job. And when I'm teaching a music lesson, my job is to teach music. When I'm in the field, I'm there to get content. And that's what I, that's what I thought about. I was, dude, I was barely, I don't know, dude, I wasn't really there as a protester or as an activist, right? I mean, maybe an activist for the truth. I am a right winger, but I'm able to see past my bias. I wasn't trying, you know, I've been to leftist ones as a documentarian. I was at this one as a documentarian because I knew it'd be historic. It was not really a you know, um, one of the things I was charged with by the FBI is is uh, demonstrating picketing and parading in a uh, in a in a federal building. And like I have my issues with even if, if I wasn't even doing that, I, I'm not. It's weird. You guys listed me as an activist. I guess I'm that. But it, that's not I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist and a comedian. And that's that's what and what I was doing is documenting history and cracking jokes under my breath. That's what I do every stream. You're inside the Capitol now. Is the vibe of the people different than when it was on the outside and they were pissed off? Or was it amped up or lowered? What was it like inside with the people that you were around then? Um, well, I mean, the tape will, will show most of the stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly like, you know, you're going through a, a funnel. I mean, a doorway is just is basically a funnel. So all 150, 300,000 people weren't in there. So it was less chaotic inside but i i don't do i was just running on pure adrenaline i mean some of the people really? um, in, in the chat right now probably remember better than me because they were they were watching and i was just experiencing it but what i was trying to do is just capture as much as i could before you know i basically got kicked out and when i got kicked out i complied right away but it was just you do I, you know I, again back back to the cell phone service thing i mean there was limited areas where i could have service so I was just basically, I was in one room and walking around and trying to see what people were doing. Um, I mean, dude, once you got in there, man, cops seemed like they didn't give a shit. Um, so it, it was definitely less chaotic, but I mean, dude, I barely remember the thing, man. All of a sudden I have 50,000 wow. people in my chat and I'm used to having 30 to 40. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I mean? 30, yeah, not thousand, just 30 to 40. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, 
one day I'll gather my thoughts more and, and do like a full solo stream on it, but about like all the different things that happened, but it was, it's just chaos, man. It was a chaotic Did world you, event. Well, what if you were to replay your stream and then narrate it like mystery science theater 5,000 or whatever that was, where you just sit there and, you know, oh, First of all, oh, Brett, man, it's, Brett, it's sacrilegious to say Mystery Science Theater 5000. Everybody knows it's Mystery Science it? Theater 3000. Yeah. It's MST oh, 3K. Okay. I mean, the fact you even just said that makes me want to rethink this partnership all the way around. <laughs> True. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you hear the gunshot go off? No, I wasn't on that side. No, that was the number all one right. question. I, I heard about it. Um, I heard about that through my chat while i was streaming um and oh, okay. yeah like i waited till the, the end of my you, questions to ask you that yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean i don't know i have my thoughts about whether you know i don't know how much to get into but i think there were elements if not the whole thing of where that was not even real but i mean again i'm a conspiracy guy uh and so no i mean i didn't i didn't see or hear any of that and it was relatively cool inside in, inside of there it was just I was just in history mode, man. And when that happens, I make nervous jokes. And yeah, people are talking about it in the chat right now. Uh, so I don't know, man. There's not much. I mean, and uh, by the way, I am going to do the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing um, because I was actually given my footage back by a, a person on Twitter that's been tracking the whole thing. I thought it was lost forever. Oh, wow. Because, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, because uh, my, 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 foot, my, my channel has been deleted since then. I got banned uh, about eight months ago on YouTube. All right, my main my main nice. channel. Um, so I am gonna. I mean, I haven't watched the whole footage yet, and when I do, I, what I'm planning to do is do a stream where I go through the whole thing and kind of do a recap. But you know, I, I still don't know what I should and shouldn't be talking about on air for legal reasons. But you know, yeah, you might want to wait again. I don't know the, out. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of the stuff. But again, I mean, I, I've already said it in this stream, and I don't have a time machine, so screw it. Uh, just to, <laughs> here, here, a quick question, because I want to get to the aftermath, because we're going to run out of time before we run out of story here. Uh, but anything else of note that you want to share that you remember from inside the Capitol that day or even outside? Anything else stand out? And if not, let's start talking about what happened to you post January 6th with the FBI. Anything else that that stands out? I mean, yeah. It's, I've kind of covered it a little bit, but we just have to try our best to not be so simple-minded. I mean, this is a uh, a conflict that goes through the hearts of every single person, including me, where we just – I mean, I make this joke on my stream uh, where there's that Bill Clinton quote where it's like, it depends on what your definition of is is. And <laughs> yep. it literally – because people love to say it was this. It was a thing. And you're talking about a singular definition of a singular thing. But that's not the way group dynamics work at all. That's not the way that your individual life e even works. I mean, I'm a live streamer right now. Does that make me not a music teacher because I'm not teaching music? I mean, this happens all the time where we're simple people. We want it simple. We're simple-minded because we want it clean cut. But it's just like, you know, it's complicated. Like I said, I'm overusing that word. But the, you know, we need to be good to each other and we need to be truthful and we need to be speaking up so bad things don't happen again. That's and I'm a big picture guy, even though I don't don't seem like it sometimes, but the big picture is we need to like believe in God and have loyalty to our nation and our family and do the right thing and tell the truth. And if we were all to all do that, then 
bad things wouldn't happen happen as much. They still would, but so I I don't. Time will tell what happens with this. I mean, but they want to make this a new new nine eleven and shit. It is a new nine eleven because there was a, it was a government somewhat a government conspiracy and it was a huge uh, historic event and. Time will tell. I'm I'm happy I'm alive, man. I'm happy I was there. I'm happy that we're at this time in history. Um, I don't want it to be boring. I think this is freaking awesome, man. So uh, I, I'm not going to stop doing my job because we're in interesting times wherever. So I'm excited for the next time I go to a political event. I mean, CPAC was the first political event I'd been to since J6, and I'm going to go to more. It definitely gives us a lot to talk about and, and gives a lot of uh, adrenaline to people like us who are doing this, if not for a living, uh, at least doing it out of a passion of it. Uh, but let's say, so at what point did you uh, get the phone call or the visit from law enforcement saying, excuse me, Mr. Steven, excuse me, ignoramus, we have to talk. And did you see it coming before it happened? Um, a little, yes, I did. I mean, to, to, to go back, we have to go back to that day. It was interesting. I, uh, I got, I was texting, like I said earlier, I had two phones. I streamed from one and I text and stuff from the other. And I remember one of my old friends, which is actually one of the guys that he is the guy that doxed me. One of my old best friends put a Facebook post out complete, like my real name, all that stuff doxed me. And then I remember texting with one of my coworkers and this guy's a total shit lib. Um, he, he's, you know, like, like, we're watching you on TV at work right now. And I was like, oh, shit, am I fired? And he's like, no, why would you be fired? And I got fired <laughs> the next day. <laughs> and, and so this guy, I mean, like, and he's, if, you, if you, there's a Daily Beast article where the headline is uh, the secret life of the beloved music teacher that stormed the Capitol. And all these old worker, old co-workers of mine, they're quoted in the article. Oh, They've been man. watching me for years. It's, it's crazy. So these people are two-faced. It's fine. Uh, but you know, so I thought that at first it, my problems were going to be simply not private, but they were going to be in the, in the job realm, in the personal relationship realm. And then I, you know, I was living with my mom and I think I got a, uh, I was actually on air when the FBI showed up to give, want to talk to me and we didn't talk. I didn't talk to them. I, I called my lawyer instead. And then, That's oh, smart. wow. That was the day of Biden's inauguration. January 20th was the day they paid the visit and I didn't talk to them, but my mom did. And then they raided my mom's house on February 1st. Um, and at like five thirty six in the morning and there was, so there was some, and also I'd gotten some, you know, it's interesting. The place I worked in, uh, in DC was, you know, is in a nice area of DC and I was teaching the, the, the children of, uh, you know, a I'm not going to name any names, but people that were, that matter, you know, elites, things like that. And I remember there being talk about how, I don't know, like it, it just came through the grapevine that I was being investigated by, by law enforcement. I knew it wasn't state law enforcement. Shit, it's the feds. Um, and then February 1st was the day that, you know, I got arrested. And, you know, at, from that point forward, I knew I was under, investig <laughs> under investigation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what I mean? So, uh you know, so, yeah, there were some warning signs, but a lot of his hindsight, you know, that's just the way life works. When they arrested you, what did they did they tell you what you were charged with at the time? Uh, not when they uh, well, you know, on the search warrant, it says certain things. Uh, and then I went to court that day and then uh, and then it showed my charges. Yeah. And where does the what's the disposition of all of that right now? Are you still? 
uh, these charges pending? Are you have you been cleared of wrongdoing? What, what's what's no, the status? No, I haven't been. It hasn't been. Uh, I'll just say it hasn't been resolved yet. So I'm still in the process, and we'll leave it at that. And you had told us when we talked with you at CPAC that uh, the FBI still has a bunch of your stuff, including a very important jacket that you want back. And there's a movement now: free the jacket. I've seen the hashtag. That's right. It's a higher, it's a higher priority than Julian Assange, Edward Snowden. I, I think that the tr those those people aren't really American heroes. It's really my art, my blue REI uh, winter jacket that I love so dearly that it, we need to free from these bars. Uh, but yeah, no, they a bunch of my electronics. Uh, can't wait for it to all, all get back. And yeah, that that coat, man, I want it back. Do you have an opinion about these prosecutions? And I mean, legal prosecutions, you know, the, the FBI and the courts that are involved here. Do you have an opinion whether this is this is just just or necessary, both? What's your thought on that? My, my first opinion is, is uh, it doesn't matter because that's not how corruption and power works. I mean, like, you know, I don't think we've been, it's been just for a long time and in any of our lifetimes. I mean, the, the Constitution has been pissed on since the late 1700s. Um, the first gun law that was ever written violated the constitution. Uh, so is it just, I don't know. It depends on case to case. If, if, if everything that is presented by, uh, the fringe right wing is true about, you know, the DC gulag and all that stuff. I mean, these people, if these people are being held without a trial for that long, of course, that's not just, right. I haven't investigated as much as I, as much as I should, um, and I don't know. It's just it's just case to case. I mean, it just depends on who is you know. Let's let's uh, really steel man the argument where it's like say there are malicious people. Like if there are people that attacked cops unprovoked, I mean that's not even a cop to me at that point. That's just an enemy. That's like a that's called assault. Whether it's a cop or it's a person being attacked, and I think that that person should be. I believe in property rights. I believe in property crime and your body is an extension is your first property so if someone was attacked i think that's a crime whether it's one side or the other and but this idea of like hold your political prisoners without a trial without you know due process even if not seen through the western lens i mean i do believe in in ju that justice exists and i believe that uh, it, you know, somewhat to in the innocent until proven guilty thing. And that's certainly how our, our system works. So that would be unjust, but it just depends from person to person. I, but I, as you know, an honest studier of philosophy, I have more questions than I do, um, you know, stances. You may not want to answer this question, which is fine, but is there a fraternal group forming of people that have been involved in this J6 thing? Do you communicate with other folks that were involved in that? And is, is there... You know, conversation happening? Well, I mean, for the first nine to 10 months, I didn't peep one word. I mean, I kept streaming, but I didn't really talk to anyone. I mean, I'm kind of ashamed to say this. I was, I was just scared to death. Sure. Man. Why mean, wouldn't you be? You know what I mean? So, so, so like, you've got the, you know, you've got the full force of the federal government coming down on your head for walking through the Capitol with yeah. a, with a phone uh, streaming it live. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, your head yeah. must have been spinning. It was crazy. It was a very big adjustment period. But then, I mean, then I got closer to God. I got, got closer to a lot of my friends. And there were developments in my case where I was like, this, this is going to be okay to talk about to a certain extent. Um, and, you know, I, there's some people that I've spoken with. Uh, you know, the, the person that sent me the footage uh, that I spoke about earlier, he's one of these people trying to find who the feds or the infiltrators potentially were. Um, so I have some DMs with them. 
and I've been contacted about like a benefit concert uh, for me to possibly play, but not really. I mean, I've grown a lot closer with the America First people, or I guess you could say like the dissident right. A lot of them knew to not go to January 6th. Some, some of them were there, but didn't go inside. Um, but no, I mean, I do think there is a huge and important and young coalition being built on the right wing. But I, I most of the people that are involved with that see January 6th as, uh, in the way I do, as a culmination of decades of stuff. So a lot of the people that, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys heard that one of the guys just got found guilty on our, all charges. Uh, and I don't remember his name, but, you know, that's that's pretty sad. Um, so no, I guess I should a little bit more, but I've, I've definitely become closer with, you know, what you would call, you know, the far right, I mean, or for lack of a better word, people that get ra called racist all the time and they're actually just cool Christian guys. So, um, there needs to be, the, the, the coalition is building, but it needs to become bigger and it, decades will tell. Did you see any, and maybe, maybe you didn't necessarily see them, but maybe heard of them subsequently, any maybe major journalists or journalistic organizations that were also inside following the action with cameras, whatever, and were any of them prosecuted? No, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, and some of them I'm a big fan of. I mean, Elijah Schaefer was inside, inside slightly offensive. Yep. He never got, and nothing ever happened with him. I mean, shit, the... The CNN guy got the Ashley Babbitt thing on camera, right? And I don't, I don't know if he ever got in trouble or whatever. But yeah, that I still don't know why. I mean, do I need to get like an international globalist George Soros credential or something like that to get, you know, to get not arrested? But I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. in this day and age, I mean, the the a journalist is a is a dude with a camera these days, and that's what I was. So I don't know how I don't know how it worked. It, if I could tell you guys about how the whole like the rules to this hypocrisy thing i'd be in a better situation in yeah. life i mean it makes no sense and it's not around along just party lines it's not just, along just no it's know, around power money, money lights yeah but even then man, i mean even even then i mean it's not well, that clear cut there's people that are they're rich that did get in trouble and didn't and po powerful that did and didn't and you know yeah but elijah schaefer the the blaze is Glenn Beck's helping him with his legal fees, so he's got big, powerful lawyers. Same he with never uh, even got CNN. arrested. I mean, yeah, Elijah never yeah, even probably. got arrested. I, yeah, do you think it's because of that? Oh yeah, I, I think it's because no. the FBI is looking for easy targets. I mean, oh. cops are lazy, but by nature they're just they're just like yeah, they're I, humans. I I, 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 I don't know. I mean, think about that would, though, Britt. I mean, they they're pulling out all the stops to prosecute these people because it's a political persecution. I don't think they're lazy in this particular instance because they're pulling out all the stops. They're traveling around the globe to find these people. You know, I mean, right? But I have not seen an effort. Get them, I've not seen in such an effort in, in any law enforcement action ever. Yeah, well, my point. But my the, point yeah. is, is, is they're going after the easy targets that aren't going to have the wherewithal to to have a a big powerful attorney that can go up against the federal government. Yeah, maybe. Um, um I have I mean, one more I have one I mean, more question. Rogers. I have one and then Britt, you right. can take it for a few more minutes. I don't want to keep Stephen too much longer, but uh you mentioned this is a completely 180 on topic here, Stephen, but you mentioned that you've also covered leftist and liberal type type events. You said you were at some of the George Floyd protests. What's the difference? What's the difference in the atmosphere and the people? Uh this one's not complicated night and day uh it's there's better people right wingers are better man they're better people 
They're more down to earth. Uh, they're more in touch with family, with morals, and things like that. They're more there for each other. The the leftist ones are cra- a crazy, ugly mess of of daddy issues, tattoos, piercings, and <laughs> obesity. Man, it's and, and like it's 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 insane. I remember I, like the the George Floyd twenty twenty ones just changed my life forever because I was like, what what is this craziness? Also, I, I you know I used to be that way and it just made like kind of showed a mirror up to my former self, but it's just screaming ugliness. I mean, I could go on and on about the, about the leftist ones. It just makes no sense, but you know, you feel like you're, you know, with the conservative ones, you feel like you're hanging out of freaking barbecue and I don't know the, the, the leftist ones. is just a mess of ugliness. I mean, I truly think that liberalism and leftism, it, it rejects everything good, beautiful, and true. And the other side, we're all like sinners, but the other side at least, you know, accepts that beauty, goodness, and truth exists in the first place. And I just, I I don't have enough bad things. I I have too many bad things to say about these, these leftists, especially the on the ground BLM style feminists are, it's just ugliness over and over and over, but I'll go back to, I'll go back to them eventually uh, to just cover them. I might get attacked, but it's just, it's just a disgusting cesspool man would it would could it possibly be couched as as when you go to the more right wing or the j6 thing that was a group of people that were pissed off at people running the government and running our country that was the oh that was the focus is it not working at all no it's working but you were talking away from it and the volume was low oh gotcha gotcha um so the right the j6 people they're pissed at the people running the government not the government itself, or not our country. The leftists, they hate our fucking government, and they want it all gone, burnt to the ground, and then Marxism is grown. So they hate, they, the leftists actually hate us and what we represent and our government. The right of the people, the right side people, we're just upset, we're upset with the people that are running our country because they are corrupt, not the, con- not our constitution, not our country. The people running our country are corrupt. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do agree in that. I mean, the people that were all trying, it's, it's funny how the left is always saying, you know, they're, they're dangerous to our democracy, but the people trying to uphold our, whatever the system is called, whether it be a constitutional republic or we'll use a democracy as like a loose play, placeholder, the, the J6 play. people are the people that were trying to uphold whatever system that was because they thought it got cheated. And, uh, but I, the one thing I, I, I don't disagree with the, the, characterization of the left but i do think it's a little bit uh hindsight analysis where the the people on the left it's actually worse than you're portraying it they just hate and they're they're characterized by their lack of content for anything and so they blame it on the nearest thing which could be whatever the patriarchy it could be white people it could be you know whatever but they would move on to the next thing and you anyone that watches the news sees this happen in real time i mean they move on from like wear your mask or you're a nazi to take a vaccine or you're a nazi to support ukraine if you're a nazi to they don't care they they don't care they're characterized by their inability to be content with anything that's why they're not hard workers that's not that's why they're not truth tellers and it's very slippery so i i look at it through the lens of you know, good and evil itself. I mean, they are the enemies of God. They hate God. Um, so even the ones that say they don't believe in God, if you don't believe in something, just stop talking about them. But they don't. 
They can't. They're characterized by their permanent, like, state of malcontention, if that's even a, even a word. So yes, they hate they hate more than it. what you just said. Yeah, yeah. They 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 hate more than what you just said. They hate everything. They hate themselves. They hate society. And they have no idea how to build something. They don't know how to start a business. I mean, it's it's almost every single level. It's 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 insane, man. So when you were at some of the the the, the BLM type stuff, did you ever just have conversations with any of them? Like you like you you picked off the daddy issues quite quickly. Um, yeah. But I mean, did you ever just take the time to go? Okay, I'm going to see what, how this person's head ticks, and then have a serious conversation with them for a few minutes, an hour, whatever. I mean, hell no, dude. Like, like, no, like, like, I don't know. I'm not a, like, I'm not a big, I mean, a lot of the people when they picture a man on the street person, whether they, you know, a nuance bro or a fleckus, I mean, it's like their whole thing is interviewing people. That's less of my shtick. And I just don't really enjoy interacting with people that I don't enjoy. So, you know, and, and, I, and I, don't, I'm around I don't necessarily mean. I didn't mean this interview. I'm like, you're, you're charging a battery. And you're just sitting there chilling, waiting for your battery to charge. Not that you have a camera on them, you're interviewing, but you just go, right. I'm going to see what I just have a conversation with them to really see how spun tight they are. Or are they putting on yeah. an act because the camera's on them? No, I mean, I feel with, especially with the people that I would during this process, and I'm still part of doing my growth process, the people that I'm interested in talking to, talking to, uh, enjoyability aside is is right wingers because I hadn't experienced it for the last ten years. I mean, I was in that thing and I kind of knew what I was getting. And I'm trying to think. Maybe I struck up a conversation with it, but I like making jokes. And these people are not connected to the type of humor I use. So no, I'm just <laughs> what I was basically doing, like putting. I was. I remember like I don't. I'm really opposed to the COVID stuff, and I don't wear a mask at all. But one of the only times I wore, wore a mask was so I could literally make racist jokes under my breath and still smile. Like I would have my bandana over my face. And I remember getting uh, people like coming, not, not physically coming after me, but coming after me because I was smiling. I, I got shot with a, in, in the leg with a rubber bullet in uh, um, summer of 2020. Ouch. And it made me laugh. I was, I was like, Oh shit. And, uh, <laughs> Girls were like, why are you smiling? I'm like, because I got shot. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> shit was funny. And uh, no, I mean, I would like to say that I'd probably be a better interviewer, a better journalist if I did. But I just don't think evil is to be engaged with. I mean, like, people like that as a viewer, but I hate it so much with those type of people. I'm better off roaming the streets, and I like staying mobile. I don't like staying in one spot. So, nah, hell no, man. I don't want to talk to those people. I just observe and capture the content that go home. I mean, it, it's not, that's not my, that's not my thing. And, you know, I'm not trying to strike up a conversation with people that are these BLM types, man. They're, they're psychopaths. So I'm good. <laughs> Just curious. So, <laughs> okay. um, has this, put, so since your new, your newfound fame since J six, has this put a crimp or helped your dating game? Um, has it, uh, probably a non-answer. Um, I'm not a big dater. I, I want to, you know, I, I just want to get married and I'm not a big like game or, you know, dating pool. I think that the, the state of the opposite sex, the utter state of the modern woman is basically a dumpster fire. So no. I don't know. It's, it's so, so, some people have, uh, um. some people have approached me and, and, and say, Hey dude, you're that guy. But no, I mean, 
I, I'm pretty. It's funny for how loud and you know how much I, I talk to. Be, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to. I try not trying to. I just keep it kind of low key, and I I don't really want someone to be, you know, into me because I'm famous. I mean, I'm not, I'm barely you know. I had 20, 20 viewers on my live stream this morning. I ain't famous. Uh, so I don't know. I probably just kind of a non-answer. I don't want it to be about that. All right. Well, whether it is or it isn't, I just was curious if, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it just crimped it or helped it. <laughs> Steven, we're going we're yeah. um, to go into a couple of, uh, of generic things here. I don't want to keep you if you have time issues. Um, that's up to you. No, We've I'm good. I, this is my night tonight. Yeah, so whatever. I'll, I'm on till as long as you guys kick me, you know, until you guys kick me off. All right. Uh, Britt, did you have... He's gone six hours before. Yeah, have you, Britt, did you happen to be... Were you able to pull down that Jesse Smollett video or not? Uh, oh, I, ha I have it. We'll, we'll see if it plays. Okay, so oh, I'm sure most people realize that Jesse Smollett, obviously after being convicted of the uh, hate crime hoax uh, was sentenced today, and he put on a bit of a display in the courtroom. Do you have it, Britt? 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You're going to be allowed to travel wherever you want. You do not have to live in the state of Illinois. You can report by phone. I know that uh, if you're going to try to make a living and do some of the things you do, you may have to go to uh, other, other places, New York and Los Angeles. You can do those things. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. Mr. Smollett, though the jury found you guilty and I've sentenced you as I have, you have the right to appeal the findings and rulings of the court or ask your sentence to be modified. To do those things, you need to file a notice of appeal in writing within 30 days. You may also file a motion to modify your sentence, which would have to be filed in writing within 30 days. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. You cannot afford lawyers or transcripts. They would be provided for your charge. Do you have any questions? No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time, I'm not suicidal. Okay. All right. So he continued. He continued <laughs> that as he wa was escorted out of the courtroom. He is. He got louder. He was yelling it. I'm. I'm innocent. I didn't do this. I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. Do we care, wow. Stephen? Do we care? Do we care about this at all? Yo, I really respect this dude. I mean, yo, I really respect that level of commitment, man. That is fantastic stuff. <laughs> Uh, like, like man, this end. dude, 
This dude thinks he's Jeffrey Epstein up in here. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I am not suicidal. He's got 150 days in so jail. Funny. It's probably going to be like a minimal, minimum security, you know, whatever. I'm not that familiar with how County. jails work, but it's not going to be anything, you know, high security, maximum security, whatever. Uh, you know, and he's, he's talking like he's going to, to Alcatraz, you know, on death row. I mean, it's quite funny. And that he needs to be monitored for uh, for being epstein Yeah, that was good stuff. That was quality content right there. That was that was yeah, I mean, that's one thing. Before before I started streaming, I was just a fan of live streams and podcasts for five to ten years. And that was just good stuff right there, man. And, like, you could tell that he's, like, a C-minus list actor. <laughs> like, like, that, was, that was awesome, man. Britt, do you think this this case has any relevance? I mean, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a media uh, darling. Uh, however, does it really have any relevance to anything? And, and are you surprised that the, the judge was as direct as he was? Yeah, that was that. I was surprised at how direct the drudge was. I was, um, but the the relevance of this case is not Jesse Smollett. He is just a a, a shit stain in the history books when this all goes down a uh, hundred years from now. But what's relevant about it is the way that the media covered it, the way that the establishment circled the wagons, the way that we were. How dare you question this man's uh, comments? People were canceled, people were fired, people were punished uh, for going against the grain or challenging his assertions. That's the problem. People were, people were investigated by the FBI that never should have had to answer questions, that had to get lawyers, that had to spend money because of him. Um, all because he wanted a raise on a shit show you know, a C-level, D-level show, he wanted a raise because he thought he was getting written out of it, which he probably was. Um, that, But that's the importance of this whole case. The important thing to take away is that, once again, the experts were wrong. The media was wrong. Why we listen to the corporate mainstream media is beyond me. They have been wrong at all levels, at all times. They're just a bunch of liars. That's all they are. They're liars. And this is a conclusion of it. I do have to say, I do agree with Steven. I do respect this kid's moxie for just all the I am innocent. I did not do this. Dude. That was awesome. It was Very 2 a.m. in Chicago when it's oh, not to mention the trail. Not to mention the trail of text messages and all the other evidence yeah. that just made it so I mean, there was no question oh. in this thing at all. Steven, the the uh, restitution, what was it, 120000 some something. I don't know how, yeah. how much money that is to Jesse Smollett. He was a successful actor to a degree. I don't know if he has any money. I don't know what the but that you know, that seems that seems just. Gotta repay the city for the for the aggravation and the expense you put him through. Yeah, I mean, I t when I saw what just happened, I uh, I tweeted this out a couple hours ago that like every right winger needs to practice this line or a form of it. Uh, it's a great first step, but there's so much more to be done because the left, what they do, they're never like I said, they're never content. Like it, they could, you know, they could have mandatory abortions for everybody, and they would still keep pushing. And what the right needs to do that I think that you know, 150 days in jail is is very good. I would say. Uh, it's a good start, but there's so much more to be done with all kinds of hoax haters and all kinds of people that are the race pimps, the, uh, you know, they, they all kind of need to be dealt with in their own way. And I don't mean that in a violent way, but it, it, cool, great. 
That's a, I think it's a win. There's so much more to be done. Have any of these media personalities, the folks that Britt was referring to, stepped up and said, sorry, we got this one wrong and we apologize? Has anybody heard that? No. They can't. They can't. They can't. They, 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 they can't. It's just like it's it when your you know, livelihood, your social stake, your your power is is being threatened, you you kind of you have one of two options. You, you can either admit you're wrong or double down and damage control. And no, they can't. They, they won't. They can't. We shouldn't expect them to. And, you know, they're the enemies in a culture war and they have they have a posture to protect. And so do we. And that's what a war is. And we are what we are. So, well, as he was yelling, I am not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he does feel like he's he's in danger. I don't know if that's legitimate or not. But that, we had uh, one of our our, our great uh, followers, listeners, watch, viewers, uh, pr primarily in YouTube, sent this meme to us, Britt, which I thought was kind of funny. And it's obviously Bill and Hillary Clinton. She's saying, I bet he's thinking about ratting me out. And he's thinking, I bet she's thinking about offing me before I rat her out. And uh, it struck me as funny. I want to thank June for sending that. But that's, you know, hey, how many, how many, how many people have been suicided uh, that are uh, affiliates of the Clintons? Wow. I mean, where there's smoke there's fire at a point 66. here brit yeah 66 and uh i mean remember vince foster was amazing with his suicide he did a double tap to the back of his head i mean yeah. that is dedicated to the process of taking yourself out um yeah i don't he's delusional no one's the only thing that's gonna happen to him is he's a pretty boy that was on tv and he might get you know he might don't get, say he it might don't get, say um, it don't quiet, say he it might get it don't he say might get it. it okay that's good keep but, it right just but just keep it, keep, keep it right there. Uh, so June sent another meme too, Stephen. This one is uh, calling all mediocre males. Women's medals, <laughs> records, scholarships, sponsorships are now up for grabs. Live your dream by ruining theirs. Call the ACLU. What do you think about all this? I mean, obviously there's been this, this male transgendered to female swimmer who's been cleaning up the women's collegiate swimming records and competitions. It certainly doesn't seem fair to me. And it just seems kind of stupid to me, frankly, but definitely not fair. Yeah, I mean, definitely not fair. I mean, one thing I, I will will say is that the whole notion of trans existing is faker than the Jussie Smollett case. I mean, it's as fake as <laughs> it literally doesn't exist. It yeah. does not exist. You know, I, I believe, yeah, that there it's there's just a man and a woman. And th this is one area where the right wing just doesn't go far enough. They, they I don't think they'll... It, it, it's going to clean itself up and they, until they stop being like, oh, imagine if the roles were reversed and you say, this is fake, this is a mental illness, this is called delusion, and we're going to treat it with that level of mockery and things like that. And so it, it's unfortunate that that conservatives are in power in these you know, school institutions and cultural institutions, but we just need to start calling fake fake, and it, trans does not exist. You know, and you mentioned a second ago, you talked about the, the left, the liberals. They're never happy. They're never satisfied. And this is a perfect perfect example of that. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, there was marches for gay rights. They just wanted to be, 
the gay folk community wanted to be accepted. And then it was gay marriage. Ju they just wanted to be able to marry like everyone else. Fine. I'm not, I don't care where you fall on these issues. But it has been pushed to the point where now we have to accept the machine telling our kids when they're kindergartners that they should consider changing genders or however they're doing it. Britt, that's how far the push has gone. And as Stephen pointed out, they're never happy. It's never enough. Well, you know, I mean, all we're proving is that men do everything better than women, including being women. True. I, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 I mean, we're the feminists. This is what blows my mind. The feminists fought so hard. But, you know, also the, the gay community is having a hard time with the trans community. And there is strife there, but the media won't talk about it. But there is because now... I was listening to a, a gay Hispanic man talking about how he was so pissed that the trans, the male white, oh man, how do I say this? The white man to female trans was a higher priority than he was as a gay Hispanic man. And he was pissed off about it. I, I, I was just watching this go down and I was like, what? I, I don't even know how we process all this stuff. Why doesn't the person with the right skill set just get the job? I don't know. But all I do know is that apparently men are better at being women. Yeah, and that whole concept of the person with the right skill set getting the job is such a crucial one. As we watch Kamala Harris make a fool of herself and this nation in Poland today, Stephen. I don't know if you caught Ugh. any of that. What a joke. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch any of it, but I don't think I need to. I mean, there's, uh, I, you know... I can't believe I'm saying, but I'm considering the alternative. I would rather Biden be president. I mean, Kamala yeah, is the most unlikable person. She's probably, she's like a, a Komodo dragon style lizard. Like it, it's, it, she's so unlikable. She's nothing's real about her. Why would you ever take a, anything seriously on like a power politics level? I mean, you're talking about big boy, generational world power shit. And you send Kamala, like, we're not a serious country. I think they know they're not a serious regime. I didn't see her speech or anything, and I just don't need to. I mean, she's she's a joke, and she uh, had to do some favors to get where she where she is, if you know what I mean. She's completely incompetent and way in overhead, and she was put into that role because she checked a few boxes. That's, that's the only reason. And I think we can say that honestly and know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I'm sure you're going to see some of those clips. I have one more uh, picture that was sent to us. This is by our good friend, Jean, who is another YouTube chat member generally. And she just wanted to share with us what she was paying for gas today. Britt, uh, you in California, this probably looks cheap to you. Oh, yeah, I would love to pay that. that that's like a buck and a half cheaper than what I'm paying right now. Oh, yeah, 489 Damn, I paid six six and change. Yeah, for diesel. Yeah. Last time, yeah, that's... Yeah, for diesel. Um, yeah, oh, man. You know we're. Uh, you know we all want to say that 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 the Biden administration is incompetent. They are not incompetent. They are quite effective. They are doing exactly what they need to do, want to do, what they said they were going to do. If we go back and and really listen to what Joe Biden has said over the years, and the people that are in his administration, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, the Obama crew, basically. This is what they wanted to do. Obama himself said it. If he could have a third term but be behind the curtains and just pull the levers, he would love it. Well, he's got it. This is what this is. This is all tied back to them and their Green Deal, Green New Deal and, you know, communism and Marxism and 
you know, uh, all of us peasants just get out in the field and work, shut up and keep, keep the Elysium going. I'm going to uh I'm going to play a little uh clip that uh, Britt and I put together and shared on socials today uh oh, related to this related to this gas price thing because Biden and the administration now they've got this effort to spin everything the Putin price hike is what they're they're using these words over and over again thinking that people are going to start believing it and we tackled it this is about a minute and a half long we tackled it on last night's show I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home I took a minute, just a minute, and pulled out some of the headlines that we had talked about over the course of the last six months or so. Biden administration releases guidance limiting international financing for fossil fuels. You think that might have had an effect? Biden administration moves to ban drilling near New Mexico's Chaco Canyon tribal land. You think that might have had an effect? Biden orders halt to U.S. financing of foreign fossil fuel projects. Think that, that might have had an effect? U.S. judge annuls Gulf of Mexico oil auction over climate impact. You think that might have had an effect? The White House's McCarthy on regulation increasing oil and gas prices. We're going to use regulation, she said, to increase prices so that people move off of fossil fuels. You think that might have had an effect? Pennsylvania oil and gas driller warns they won't survive as Biden takes aim at the industry. Senator Warren calls for regulators to crack down on Wall Street's fossil fuel financing. Tom Cotton said, this is from November, high gas prices not, quote, some accident. Biden pushing Americans to adopt green tech. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home, here at home, here at home. All right. So, um, yeah, we don't need to see this part. So anyway, so uh, Stephen, you know they're trying this pricing, pricing, Putin price hike thing. Uh, Britt has uh, attested that he knows people that believe it. I've heard other people that are buying this crap. Yep. Um, do you think the majority uh, uh, buys it, or do you think those are just the wackos? I can't imagine that a majority do, but they like you know, like I said in the first five minutes, they're experts at making it look like what they want to be true is true. And I don't know, you know, one of the first things that really woke me up when I started streaming in 2019 is looking at the polls. I mean, the polls are all bullshit, man. They they never ask more than 2,000 people. That's not even a good – and they they have all their academic jargon where they have a, the sample size with the distribution, blah, blah, blah. If you ask less than 2,000 people on a landline out of 300 million, like, you're retarded, dude. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I No, I don't think – I think that the people that are – America first and that our real good conservative Americans are in the majority of this country, but that doesn't matter as much as they're expert brainwashers. So they, their truth gets to stand even when it's not. And it's, it's just insane, man. I think as, as of the week's, move on here uh more and more people are going to go back and, and do what we did and pull up articles and and there's a lot of video there's tons of video uh the this administration brit has come out and blatantly said we want to restrict fossil fuels end fossil fuels make fossil fuels more expensive to encourage green technology they've said it they've said it over and over repeatedly uh they can't hide it they can't run from this this is the new. Uh, this is the new religion for the left. The the new religion for the atheist. Um, there. This is a cult. Uh, they believe what they're saying, even though we can factually prove that they're wrong. But here's the deal. This is this is going to burn itself out one of two ways. Either we are going to win and people will vote and we'll kind of take it back and wrestle it back for a while, 
or we're going to burn the place to the ground. We're going to flame out. They seem to think that they're the ones that are going to rebuild. It seems like if you look over history, the people that do a lot of the destructing are never the ones that get to rebuild anything. It never seems to work out the way they think it's going to work out or the experts think it's going to work out. So, you know, maybe, maybe we do need to, we need to um, go through some fire to cleanse ourselves and come out the other side and, you know, burn. This is what we need to do. We need, we need to take all of the laws and regulations and constitution and just put it in a big bonfire and burn away everything and then just pull out the constitution because, you know, it's made on gold. And we'll just pull that out. We'll go back to the, the original constitution, of course, for all mankind, women and women, all races, whatever. The constitution applies to everybody. And we just start over again. Let's just start over again. I'm good with that. I think that'll work. Yeah, we we definitely need to find a way to return to those values. Anyway, we've been we've been uh, chatting here for an hour and forty five minutes almost. We've kept uh, Stephen for that long, and we appreciate his time. Stephen, where can people find your work, your live streams, and your archival work? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm mostly my I upload to Odyssey now. So if you look up Stephen Ignoramus on Odyssey, you'll see I'm getting in the process of putting everything back up there. I still stream on YouTube. Ignoramus Media is the channel, but you're not going to find a lot of replays there because I get strikes all the time. I'm kind of doing the same route as you guys. I mean, you guys got a channel deleted and stuff, but uh, Twitter at Iggy Normus, like you see in the on the screen right here. Uh, if you look up Stephen Ignoramus on Odyssey, if you go over to Liberty Links, uh, that's where I have. I got banned from Linktree, which is hilarious. Oh my uh, god! Liber <laughs> yeah, LibertyLinks.io/slash/Ignoramus, where you see all my all my work, but I stream to five or six different platforms, but the big home is, is Odyssey and I'm on my second Twitter account. Uh, and if I get banned again on Twitter, I'll probably just be over at Gab all the time. But yeah, if you go to libertylinks.io slash ignoramus, you'll find all my work, but on Odyssey is kind of the home. So I stream a uh, weekday, every weekday at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So I'm streaming tomorrow morning. If you guys want to sub to ignoramus media, um, on YouTube, that'd be great. But yeah, I'm, I'm here where you see me most days of the week interviewing people. I do live music, podcast, all kinds of stuff. So I thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a really awesome chat. I'd love to have you guys on the show as well. Love to do that. And you're going to be back with us yeah, uh, because sure. we certainly want you to come back. And do you, do you have anything on your calendar as far as heading out into the field? Not right now. I mean, there's stuff in the works right now, but I don't want to speak on it until I'm sure about it. But I, I, I was, I was thinking that I would do at least three, three more events this, uh, this year. You know, we, we, you guys mentioned Dallas CPAC in August, May, maybe that. But I'm, I'll do at least two, or, you know, at least two or three more before the end of the year. So if you just follow me on Twitter, that's where I do most my, most my announce my announcements. But I'll get it back out there. Terrific, Stephen. Thanks so much. Well, yeah, go ahead, Brett. Where? I got a question. I got one question. Uh, and this is just coming from chat. They're asking why you are not on Gitter. Um, I don't trust them, man. Uh, to, to be honest, I mean, uh, all respect to anyone's personal choice and stuff like that. But a lot of my America First people were already banned on there in the first couple months. Uh, I don't like the inner. Also, it's a clunky interface. But I actually consider them to be as big of a problem as as the Democrats. I think wow. they're fake Republicans and. Uh, there, Jason Miller is not a America firster. He ban he's banned people already. It doesn't make sense. And I think that 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 they are, you know, I, the reason I say I'm not saying they're as bad as the left, uh, at, like in terms of their ideology. But like, if you think about if you're if there's enemies within your own house, I think they're inherently worse than the enemy in the other house. And that's how I view 
That's how I view Getter. That's how I view a lot of people in the early parts of the Trump organization. If I'm wrong, time will tell. And I, I have a Getter account, but I'd rather just, you know, respawn on Twitter and have a Gab account. I'm down with the Gab people. That's what I really think the good coalition is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of reasons, but yeah, I just all don't right. trust these the, the mainstream conservatives. I, I don't at all. So, yep. Makes sense. All right, all right. Stephen. Again, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for spending this much time with us. It was uh, it was a it was an hour and forty seven minutes now, but man, it flew by, and we really appreciate you sharing some very personal stories and stories that you're not even sure that you can share or you should have shared. So yeah, we, we'll see. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. And again, <laughs> we'll be in contact to bring you back on the show. So uh, safe travels, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right. Have a great night, guys. See you around. All right. So, uh, Hi, Steven. yes, what, what a great conversation and a great guy. I mean, talk about fate, you know, again, the story of how we met Steven, we just were, you and I were, I don't even know what we were, we were looking for the marketplace, right. To buy batteries. Isn't that what yeah. we were doing? And we're kind of an off yeah, we section part of the hotel looking around and uh, we bump into Steven was walking around with his selfie sticks with his phone at the end, doing his live stream. And you just uh, struck up a conversation because you talk to anybody anywhere all the time. And yeah, good uh, luck. you're lucky I'm your partner. I know. Well, that's it's you know. I mean, that's the great thing about it. We both have strengths. Mine is English. Yours isn't. So, um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. You like to talk to people, and I don't. So that helps a lot. I mean, well, or yeah, yours is English. Mine isn't. But I like to try and use my English with yeah, people. It's true. You it's don't. True. It's all true. But anyway, so that really worked out well for us. And and that's and I've said it a few times in the follow up to CPAC. I didn't appreciate how great making these contacts was going to be. You know, I went there thinking, oh, cool, we're going to see Trump speak. We're going to see DeSantis speak. We're going to see all these names. Uh, but really, the, the the beautiful thing about CPAC was that we met people like Stephen. Yeah, and we met quite a few people like Stephen, which we'll be probably having on the show over time. Uh, but yeah, and yeah, you know, the next CPAC we do is going to be a lot more productive for us. Yeah, well, we yeah we know we had, we had no idea what we were yeah. going into. We also had no idea what kind of credentials we would or wouldn't have. Um, so we didn't. Yeah, true. <laughs> we had no idea how that was going to play out, God. and it all worked out really, really well for us. Um, he paid nothing. So to if CPAC's in August, we got to jump on that. Then I got to reach out to that Jason guy and get us uh, our passes set up. Yeah, yeah, we got to work that out because uh, media shit. Because we got to do that. Uh, I was going to share uh, a letter. I was going to share a letter uh, that an email that we got from one of our listener viewers, but I think that listener viewer uh, call has said good night a few minutes ago. So um, I'm going to hold it until tomorrow oh, night. We'll do it tomorrow night. Uh, thought you're going to JV. I thought you're all going to do some video, show some video of your CPAC interviews. Uh, yeah, we said that, Sandy, and we have a whole bunch already up. I mean, they're there. They're they're on this Gitter channel. Yeah. They're on our YouTube channel, uh, and because I think they're safe to be there. Uh, where else do we have them, Britt? Do we have them any, posted anywhere else at this point? Uh, I've been trying to upload them to Rumble as I as you get them. Like I got like the one you just played tonight. I'll upload there. You know, maybe we maybe we uh, this weekend and weekend review we do a show and then maybe an interview and then a show and maybe an interview. So Sandy, watch weekend review. Maybe you'll you'll catch some there too. Yeah, so I'm not sure if, if you haven't seen them, but they're, the the ones we have edited into a format that we're happy with, they are all up on this Getter channel and, uh, as I mentioned, YouTube, Sandy. So you should be able to find them. And if you can't, let us know, but they should be there for you. So, all right, well, I got yeah, nothing I, else. And, and, and Gitter is a little – Gitter is, a, is not user-friendly when it comes to finding them. 
but if you if you are Gitter friendly, which I guess yeah, she's on Gitter, right? Yeah, yeah she's chatting. Jamie's in, page, and then yeah, she's getting chatting. Gitter. So and up towards the top, it, it says uh, like if you go to Jv's page, it, it says his tweets, his replies. There's one that says media. If you click on the media, it's all videos and photos that he's posted. So you can cut out all of the the tech stuff that he's done, and that'll that'll fine tune it. But maybe we'll figure out a way to make that a little more easier to to find. Maybe I'll get collect them all and put them all up on one channel somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's going to do it time. for tonight. I want to thank uh, June again for sending us those memes that we were able to share. That was fun. And thank you, Gene, for sending the picture of the gas prices. It's unbelievable to me. Went up again here today. I think we're going to see in upstate New York, which trails uh, California by a couple bucks, but we're going to see five bucks, I would say, within the next couple of weeks. Easy. And it's just going to get worse from there. Uh, so everybody I'm already there. brace yourself for that kind of crap. And uh, tomorrow night we've got uh, the Independence Gangs Friday night. I know we'll have a great uh, um, uh, complement of guest panelists is what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure who they are, Britt. I don't know what you've got up your sleeve for that, but I'm sure it'll be great. And uh, We have then... no one booked for tomorrow. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you told me you had somebody. Didn't you say you had yeah. someone ready to go? No, I don't have shit. No, they... No, they pushed to next week. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't think we have anybody tomorrow. Now I'm looking. Oh boy. You know, and you know when Britt oh, would have boy. Brit, I've been really busy I would have gotten lately. a text. I would have gotten a text at uh so we go live at ten. I got a text at nine thirty five. Oh, by the way, we don't have anybody tonight. That's what what what's what happened, right? <laughs> no, I would have told you earlier so you stress longer. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh Please subscribe, follow, share, like, do all of those things. And uh, the sharing is a huge part. And the, well, they're all, the, it's all huge. Please, please just uh, help us out. It's By the way, uh, we did have, we did have uh, one of our uh, regular follower, followers sent an email asking how they can contribute to the show. I just, I actually, I put the box away or I would have held it up. We just got a nifty new piece of equipment that cost me $1,000 today. Oh my God. Oh the 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 oh the Sennheiser mics the Sennheiser stuff yeah so oh man so that's going to be awesome at our next uh, the next event we go to we're re I'm really looking forward to putting those in action but the point is that that doing this stuff really is really expensive and especially now I mean yeah I'm really a little bit nervous we're looking at CPAC in August and we're also looking at some other events before that uh, but the cost to get to these events because. Um, oh, gasoline's going way up, but that also means that jet fuel's going way up, and those and uh, yep. airline tickets are going to go up with that. So it's going to get really expensive to get to some of these events. So if if anybody feels like uh, helping us out and and kind of helping fund the effort here, uh, and you and you can't do it in Foxhole, you're not there. Uh, I don't think any or, or Rumble. You can go to our web page. Rumble, you can do it. Yeah, you can go to our web page, independencegang.com. There's a donate tab, and if you just want to type it all in, it's independencegang.com slash donate and you know anything helps so we appreciate anybody who would like to do that we don't uh you know we don't ask for it often but we certainly appreciate it and um you know that any little bit helps i think i've said that about five times so anything yeah. else i'm also looking i'm also looking for uh, i need i need some clothing so if you got any used clothing you're getting rid of why do you need clothing what why are you asking people to send you used clothing i'm asking for anything why not <laughs> I'm gonna sell that stuff. Where did this come from? I, 
What the? I'm a little nervous now. I'm I'm sleep deprived. You have me up way past uh, my bedtime. We went two hours tonight. Oh my god. I'm a little punch drunk. I think you're the one that tells also me. We should go, we should go two hours. We should go two hours. You always say that to me. We should go two hours. We should go two hours. Yeah, but I'm you like, never listen to me, so I can say whatever. <laughs> That's true. That's a really, really good point. That's a great point. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. Oh, now, only fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Now we're just rambling, so we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Thank you for being here.